0: It's Broadway, bitch. So welcome back to It's Broadway, bitch. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Christina. I'm Alana go ahead
1: you look like you're ready to say something oh just uh we uh took last week off because i was out of town i was on vacation uh so i wasn't here with you losers
0: but <laughs> <laughs> she said bye losers we're going shopping I did. Um,
1: um, I don't think I told anybody, um, I did no sort of, uh, sharing on social media that we were taking the week off, but we did. You probably figured it
0: out. At this point, we're really consistent with the every other week release. So I think that that's just what everyone assumes that like our normal is. And I know that there are plenty of podcasts that like do a every other week release consistently.
1: Yeah. It, you know, we, we play it fast and loose here on it's Broadway. bitch. <laughs> no rules, uh, whenever we fucking want. Um, that's sort of what, so, uh, while I was gone, uh, while I was like on the plane, I actually, uh, did a lot of binge listening to, uh, friends of the show gabbing with Babish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Which is what they sort of do. They'll post consistently and then they'll just sort of like go off the grid for a little bit and they'll be like, Hey, three weeks later, we're back. We didn't tell
0: anybody. I mean, uh-huh. to be fair to them, it's not normally cause they're just like, there's a few times where like, we just weren't feeling it. But for the most part, it's just Joe fucking up and forgetting <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love gabbing with Babish. Yeah. We've collected all three. They've all they've actually been like our. We, only guests. Did.
0: <laughs> we caught them all. <laughs> I know they're not listening, but that's okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't need them to listen. I just need them to love us. They're all I all I need is the
1: validation.
0: I don't need right. the follow-through. Our life goals, truly. So this week is this very special episode because we're not reviewing anything specifically. We're not reviewing one show, but this is actually, I believe this is our 50th episode. This is technically our 51st. Um, Okay. Well, it's our year commemoration.
1: We have reviewed 50 musicals last week or whatever with Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror was our 50th musical that we
0: did. Yes. And that also marked the year of our debut
1: hey we did it baby we did it. <laughs> now that the pandemic's over
0: <laughs> and covid is cured and it's never
1: an issue and everything is fine and normal
0: uh we can like speculate on the post-apocalyptic world that will exist after we like no longer have to wear masks but right now i cannot even conceptualize it
1: oh man theater in a post-covid world is gonna be fucking bonkers Um, This is only tangentially related um, But when I was, you know, on vacation Because that's where I went, I was on vacation I went to New York City and I saw a couple of Broadway shows And the vibe on
0: Broadway right now Is crazy (laughs) Okay. Here's what I predict the vibe would be is just like, come see our show. We're really excited about it, but also nothing matters and everything's insane because everything is dead. So the first show I saw um,
1: was the Lion King and I saw a Saturday matinee, which is not usually a huge seller. Like matinees are not usually the move. Fucking packed house, packed house, children, lots of children, obviously people of all ages, And then me, kind of drunk at two o'clock on a Saturday. (laughs) Good. (laughs) And the like curtain speech, they have, it's Rafiki that does it as like a voiceover. But like all of the curtain speeches that I saw, everyone, it's it's a whole like, welcome back to Broadway. And everyone like standing ovation like it's just Rafiki saying welcome back to Broadway Broadway's back everyone stands up starts fucking cheering I did you cry I would have started crying I I I cried about
0: seven times during the course (laughs) of that show just like the immediate like Broadway's back and everyone's standing up I just would have started like dripping tears just like I don't even (laughs) dripping tears (laughs) gross every orifice just my nose my mouth and my eyes a little for my ears yeah um (laughs) But
1: you feel like feeling that sort of vibe from like, I don't know how many people a Broadway theater sits like a couple thousand probably, but like that vibe was crazy. And then as soon as like circle of life started, like the first note,
0: everyone stands up standing ovation again. You said that Repeat it to me so that the listeners can hear it for the first time that it made you feel. So (laughs) um, when I watched Lion King, um, At at the first note, it
1: took one singular note. It took Rafiki saying, ah, (laughs) like for (laughs) my soul to leave my body. And I ascended onto a higher plane, not quite like heaven. I was still in the room. Like I was still in the building, (laughs) but I was like up on the ceiling, watching everything
0: from below, even though I was sitting on the orchestra level. (laughs) That I'm so glad. I cannot reiterate to you how many times like I cannot believe you did not see The Lion King before now. And it's so good. I had
1: never seen The Lion King on Broadway, even though The Lion King is probably my it's like in my top two favorite Disney movies. And it has it has everything I could ever want. Yeah. Spectacle. It's got like songs composed by Elton John. It's got (laughs) (laughs) puppets. It's got men and women in beautiful costumes and they're ripped as hell and they're doing acrobatics. I got not only, I got my men's dance break, man. I got my men's dance break about 12 times. Um, There were children that we didn't hate. It was kids that did a great job. Oh my God. I, I, everything from, from beginning to end. Um, it was like kind of horny, like <laughs> it's like a bunch <laughs> of like super ripped men with no shirts like being horny and that I limit mention that too. <laughs> oh um, good. Timon and Pumbaa were, (laughs) Timon and Pumbaa were insane, um, specifically because, and you've seen it, I know you were a child, um, but like, so you've got like the lions, right? Who like have human faces, but they have like fun, like headdresses that are lions. And then you have uh, Pumbaa, who is a man with like a mascot costume. He's like inside the pig. You even have Zazu, who is a puppet. Yeah, I was going to say then, the puppet. But then a man sort of dressed like the puppet. Because yeah. there was a whole bit where like the bird gets separated from him. And then the two of them are like different beings. And it's like a little gag. Yeah. Timon. <laughs> Timon was just like a very, like a, a puppet that was very accurate to the movie. Like an orange, mm-hmm. like meerkat. And it was like attached to the puppeteer's like legs. But then the guy playing him was just in green with green face paint was just a green man, like the Jolly Green
0: Giant. <laughs> they just forgot. They were like, you know what? We really like the Granny Smith vibe on you. We'll keep it. We'll keep it for this show. See how it plays out. See what yeah. the reviews can back as. <laughs> the The only explanation
1: I have for it is that it was like a color theory thing where they wanted you to only look at
0: the puppet and ignore the man well yeah so orange and green are on the same but opposite side of the spectrum um most animals can't see so it's the whole thing of like disruptive coloration that's why tigers are orange is because most animals actually can't see the difference between green and orange very clearly and so they're blending in with the environment based off how other animals see it so like theoretically the green shouldn't have drawn you that much but humans are naturally drawn to anything but the face <laughs> yeah I mean well his face was painted green too so it, like, yeah that's what I'm saying so like you would have been more drawn to him
1: anyway I like I like because I, I I mean I watched the puppet more than him it was just weird to see like the three of them together Simba who was like a man with a hat Pumbaa who was a mascot Mm -hmm. And then Timon, who was a puppet with a man you weren't supposed to see, just like the three of them together. And they were together a lot. Um, (laughs) You got to look behind the curtain so much. Yeah. (laughs) But it it was just like, I was like, you're just, you're just a man in green and like textured green. So it looks like you're supposed to be like camouflage and not just like a green man, but like,
0: I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. (laughs) That's so good. I love that. I love that misdirection. What else did you see while you were there? I saw technically
1: off Broadway but Little Shop of Horrors with Jeremy Jordan and Christian Borle which was bonkers. It was bonkers. Who did
0: who did Jeremy Jordan play? Seymour. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. I thought I thought that Christian Borle was playing Seymour and I was like Christian I don't know Borle was wires. the dentist. They should have they should have swapped that.
1: I disagree wholeheartedly. Oh yeah jeremy jordan was put on this earth to play this role i believe he did not <laughs> even seem like he was acting he understood the fucking assignment <laughs>
0: uh, because um, he
1: he's like a because he's like five four he's like a very small man and he's like already like kind of like a little like nerdy dude and he's like a little skinny uh, it was uh, like he fucking knocked it out of the park he was campy um he was like a weird like little dweeb it was like it was perfect my only, well, first of all, um, so uh, the vibe, the pre show vibe was also insane in the same way that Lion King was insane. Um, I mean, both venues, to get anywhere in New York City, you have to show proof of vaccination or they don't let you in. And for Lion King, like you show your card and you, we got it and it was fine because it was like a big thing. For um, Little Shop of Horrors, it was a smaller theater. So the seats were a lot closer together and it was a lot more of like a compact thing. So you were like next to your neighbors, you were, there was no space. So they were like, they double-checked our vaccine cards. Um, We showed it to two different people. We were told probably by four different ushers, if you take your mask off at any point, you're out. Actors do eight shows a week. A lot of humanity moves through here. Um, we're trying to keep them safe and we're trying to keep you safe. So like, don't be a fucker <laughs> and keep your goddamn fucking mask on. I, and love that. I would say for a theater of that size, because it was pretty small. It was probably like 200 people. You can get by with like four ushers. There were probably 12 sort of lined up along the sides. And there was a lady, a couple of rows in front of us who was being pretty lenient with her mask. And it was so good, Christina. Um, They like, she pulled it down just like a little bit. She had it like under her mouth and then an usher over from the side whips out this like laser pointer of shame, shines it on her in the middle of the opening's number. Like the show is happening. He shines it on her and he goes, ma'am, you need to put your mask on right now. And she kind of looked at him and she sort of like put it Mm -hmm. under her nose. And another usher shines another laser pointer of shame and goes, ma'am, you need to put your mask on or we have to ask you to leave. And so, of course, everybody around them is like, put your fucking mask on because the show's happening we're watching the show happen and there are two laser pointers of shape and this woman in the center of the theater. And so she like puts it on and then the laser pointers turn off and everyone like resets. And it was never a
0: problem for the rest of the time. That's so fucking funny. That's so good. I want that job. I want to do that.
1: (laughs) That's what I
0: want. (laughs) Uh, I love you, but you could never do that.
1: I, are you, are you kidding? I want to do that at my restaurant job. <laughs> I want to stand in front. I like where I live. We don't like, there isn't a vaccine enforcement. There isn't even like a mask mandate, but God, if there was, I would want that job. I don't want to stand in front and check people's vaccine cards and kick people out. God, nothing would make me happier.
0: Um, that's how it is here. Everything <laughs> is, everything is crazy here. Well, not yeah. crazy, but like very highly regulated because yeah we're in a city. There's people living on top of people. But I feel so secure whenever someone's like, you need to put your fucking mask on. Yeah. So, Um,
1: Especially when you know that they had to check your
0: vaccine card twice for
1: everyone to be there, you know? Um, And they like checked it like in a database. Like it like needed to be like they were checking for fake ones. So that was rad. Um, The show itself was so good. Um, The major thing, because we just watched Little Shop of Horrors recently, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so interesting. Um, And we talked a lot about how it is like a a masterclass in camp, right? Uh, Jeremy Jordan got that. Seymour had that. He understood. Uh, The whole plant deal, the plant puppeteers, and like briefly Jeremy Jordan operated like the little plant and then like the voice of the plant when Audrey 2 gets big, understood the assignment. The dentist and Audrey. So Audrey was tricky because Audrey was played by Tammy Blanchard who is a Tony Award nominated actress for like a a few dramatic plays. Uh, The last nomination she got was for The Iceman Cometh with Denzel Washington. Homegirl was not a singer. um, And you could tell. And Audrey does need to be able to sing a little bit. She couldn't really back it up. But we are sort of used to Audrey being played with like like, like a character voice. She's very like, like this sort of thing. And for the first most of the show, she was just like a normal lady with a New York accent. Just a normal. um, It was a lot more of like a sort of like realistic portrayal of it. And I was like, that's fine. I that's fine. Um, I'm okay with that. And then when the dentist arrived, so we have Steve Martin's dentist who is like. He's evil. He's obviously evil and bad and he does bad things, but he's like a caricature of a bad person, right? Christian Borley played it not like a campy caricature, but like a, a very real, like very dangerous abusive predator. Like he wasn't he did like a like a bit when he would like inhale the gas. Like he would be like a, like a, like he still rode a motorcycle and he was like, so kind of a greaser. And then he would take the gas and then he would be like a crazy person with the gas. And then the gas would wear off and he'd go back to just like scary. And they yeah. really, the whole, the whole deal with the dentist really, really banked on the audience believing that Christian Borle is like a sex God. The angle was that he was hot. Like, the three little, like, girl ensemble, like, Greek chorus people were all, like, this is an evil man, but we all want to fuck him. Like, that was, the conceit was that he was hot, and Audrey was with him, because, like, I don't deserve anybody nice, but also he's hot. And I was like, is he? (laughs) I, I I don't know. But I see, like, it's not the choice that I would have made to have the two of them be, like, based in so much reality while Seymour is like wacky and campy. I get why two dramatic actors would have done that. And it does make his death super satisfying when Seymour's like, I'm a fucking kill him, but it's like not satisfying in the same way, you know?
0: Well, it's also, it, it, I think it, it really qualifies the level of enjoyment that you're allowed to like really take out of the show because there's something not so horrifying about domestic abuse when steve martin's like being a wacky dude all of the time like a cartoon yeah versus like an actual like person who was an addict taking out their addictive like really terrifying behavior on a on a victim that is that's a that's a different play that's those are two different plays (laughs) it's two different plays and especially because
1: the actor who was audrey couldn't really sing so a lot of the options she was taking instead of singing, she was sort of speak singing. And then she was also crying. Um, so we get somewhere that's green where she's got some very good makeup. She's got black eye. She is like uh, got a broken arm and she's sobbing through the number. <laughs> and then we see him where he sings a song. And instead of saying like, I used to shoot puppies with a BB gun. He's like, I shot puppies with a BB gun. It's like, this is not like, oh, you're like, obviously bad. It's like, you are like a man who can kill people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference between like the kid who says crazy shit just to say crazy shit. And the person who like actually does crazy shit. Yeah. um, And that's kind of like the difference It's like a lot of Steve Martin's is posturing. It's like, I'm crazy. I'm going to say this stuff for effect. And it's like, okay, well, this is an admittance.
1: Yeah. See, there's like, I'm crazy,
0: bitch. And then there's like,
1: I'm crazy
0: like yeah and I was like "Ooh, it's
1: like you're a talented singer but it's not funny like I am you're definitely team Seymour um (laughs) it's not like like he did a bad job but it was just an interesting take especially when you see the two of them together because he and Seymour were on stage together a lot and then the thing that got super weird was that like so Audrey was like playing it hard and like in real realism and then the uh, dentist gets eaten and then they sing suddenly seymour where they are admitting their feelings for each other and all of a sudden uh tammy blancher turned into like an ellen green impression from the movie where she's like no honey and then she's like sort of like her body language totally changed and she got sort of campy along with seymour and i was like whoa (laughs) like she was like I saw it with Courtney and she kept saying, like, if she bends her knees inward one more time, because she just got sort of like gawky, like a teenager, in the way that Seymour was. And I was like, again, I get why. Because now that your like abusive boyfriend is gone, you can like be yourself, you're more authentic, like awkward, gangly self. But it was jarring to see, you know? Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, Definitely. It sounds like, honestly, still worth the watch. It was so
1: good. Like, it was just two choices that were, I was not expecting. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I love talking academically about shit. And you know what? That fucking plant fucking was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you texted me and you're like, this puppet's insane. That puppet was fucking working. And uh, I got to see, you know, the ending that you didn't see in the movie, where in the end, uh, the plant wins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seymour is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he like jumps in with a machete and is like, I'm going to kill you from the inside. And so Jeremy Jordan like dives headfirst into the plant. Three seconds go by. And then the machete he went in gets spit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then at the end the plant is like a direct addresses the audience and like comes mm-hmm. over the audience. And like vines are coming in from the sides. And it's like, don't feed the plants, bitch. Cause I won. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: very fun. That's yeah, very good. So uh, good, good, uh, spooky season play. That's great. Okay. Well, one incredible, really happy. We kind of saved this talk for the podcast so that she could tell me all of the things. Uh, and as much as I like protest about musicals, if when I was in New York and when we go back, like this is the kind of shit that we will do is we will be seeing a play a day and just eating our way through the city. Absolutely. We yeah. Think- I ate bagels and locks every goddamn day. Yeah. Um, I was going to say when we, when we do eventually go, we should plan it so that we're like staying in a different part of the city, like every two days, um, and then just eat in that part of the city.
1: Yeah. I stayed squarely in Midtown. I was like three blocks from the, um, theater that Lion King was at. So I was like in Times Square, which is good when you're a tourist. And then that's probably it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's get into this week's episode. So this week, instead of reviewing a musical, we're actually going to talk about the past fifty musicals that we have already reviewed, and we're ranking them. Um, We have multiple categories. And we're just gonna talk about like the year in review and how we feel. (laughs) Yeah, because remember when we started this and Christina hated
1: musicals? Yeah, I do remember that in fact. Uh... And I think a running sort of thread that we have whenever we talk about this is like, what the fuck kind of musical do you like? (laughs) (laughs) I am always desperately trying to establish a pattern. um, And this may finally give me the data that I'm looking for. Like an actual like quantitative.
0: So I think that we're gonna have the most fun with um, musicals that I hate. Yes, Um, I agree. (laughs) So I think that we should save that to last. I have four categories and a couple of them are interchangeable. So I have musicals that I love, musicals that I hate, musicals that I want to rank high, but that's only the nostalgia talking and musicals that should be stripped of their titles and prosecuted for crimes against humanity. My categories are similar. Uh-huh.
1: Um, I also have musicals that I love, musicals that I hate. Both of those have a lot of honorable mentions.
0: Yeah, we, um, I, I have. Um, so I ranked my top five and then I have, I think, around five honorable mentions for both of those categories.
1: And then I have um, my nostalgia ones where I think my love for them is rooted in nostalgia. And then I have musicals that I hate that I love. Cause that's a category for me. My guilty pleasure musicals. Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, I should have done a guilty pleasure list. Okay. So I think it's fun if we start with musicals that I love and I would like to go like my number one, or do we want to do from five to one, one being the one that we love the most? That's what we should do. Mine are not initially ranked, but I bet I could rank it pretty quick. Okay. So I think I'll give my five, you give your five, we'll react to each other's kind of thing. Yes. But I want to hear yours five to one. Okay. Five to one. Same with you. So my five, my fifth place is Legally Blonde, the musical.
1: That's about where mine is. Actually, no. Um, Legally Blonde was one I moved around a lot. It was once mm-hmm. on my list. I moved it. But that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed my time with it. I would watch it again. So also musicals that I love. This is kind of, this falls more in the category of like, personally me, regardless of the quality of the musical. <laughs> Yeah, that's this is how I feel about it. That checks out. <laughs> um, and a lot of it has like enjoyable plots that we can follow and good music. So, what's your five? My number five, I think, is Passing Strange. Okay.
1: Because it's not really my genre. It's one of those where like I don't feel the need to watch more than like once or twice again. However, fucking good. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Passing Strange is in my honorable mentions.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, super fucking good. Love that we had Jamal on for it. It was like a fun episode to do also.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. It's and like it is so different than almost everything else that we have in yeah. the repertoire of 50 episodes. Like it's insane how different it is. Agreed. Um, okay. So my number four is Come From Away.
1: Come From Away was also briefly on this list before I moved it to honorable mentions.
0: And this is where I was like, I was a little bit mad about it because I was like, wow, how basic am I? And I looked at everywhere, everything else because when I started my list, I just like went through the list of musicals that we were and before I ranked anything, I just started like putting them down where I thought it would go. And I was like, wow, I'm such a basic bitch for loving this, but the music is so good. Uh, just outside of like the, the the actual like production visual of it, the music itself fucking slaps, and I have listened to it since, which is why Great. I knew it had to be on the list and a- above number five.
1: I yeah, I think that's good. Uh, that makes sense for you. In yeah. fact anything that you revisit more than once, I think, is a lot m- means a lot to you. Yeah.
0: Um, what is your number four? My number four is Chicago. That makes sense to me. Pride and True. Great show.
1: Incredible movie. Like it translated well both ways. I just, uh, it's just always gonna be a knockout of the park for me.
0: That is a great one. It's also one that like we reference quite a lot. Not yeah. necessarily <laughs> on the podcast, but like just day to day life. Matt and I. you razzle dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> they had it come in we've said they had a kind of we watched a lot of murder shows and just like they had it come in um a whole bunch and he knows all of the lines so he'll just like say i next to me and I'm like no that's the only one that I know I understand that that makes sense to you so your number five is Passing Strange your number four was Chicago correct my number three is The Music Man <gasps> oh 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 yay <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you why because like the feeling that I have when I'm talking about it with you and when I watch it is like the closest to childhood joy that I think that I've felt the entire time that we've done any of these. Oh, um, I saw it and I was like, this has to be on the list. And I think and it's pretty high on the list, but it's not the highest, but it's so good. It's so good. So that, first of all, that makes my little heart happy
1: <laughs> because Music Man was another one where I it was on three of my lists for a while. I ended up putting it on my nostalgia list, Um, but it's very validating to me to hear you say that because it was on my top five for a while before I last minute moved it.
0: Yeah, just based off of how I feel, it's incredible, but also just looking at like the music, the production value, the singing, the actual like choreography, every single thing about, especially the, the version that we watched was, incredible. The music was fun. The dancing was great. The costumes were good. We had a great time. We had a fucking great time.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yay. Oh my <laughs> God. I love the music, man.
0: <laughs> okay. What's your number three? My number three is Little Shop of Horrors. Really? Really.
1: I Why think it is. Why is it is. three
0: for you? It's,
1: I love a musical that makes me laugh. It's kind of a funky little musical. It's funny. It is a musical that I see myself in, which is a selfish reason, but a reason why I rank a lot of these. That's fair. That's fair. Because um, I feel like there's a role for me. And I kind of forgot how much I loved it until this recent sort of resurgence. It's one of the, like, it's, I mean, because I saw it on Broadway. like, it's always going to have a special place in my heart now for me, um, because I got to see Jeremy Jordan, which I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, Uh, last time Christine and I went to New York, I bought tickets to waitress so I could see Jeremy Jordan. And then he had a stupid firstborn baby. So we called out. Um, so I've been waiting to
0: see him live. Um, and I got a big fan. You are a big fan. You also saw him like while we were in, I want to say when we were still in Washington, you saw him in like this other, like operatic senior. Yeah. Uh,
1: they did a concert, um, back in 2017. I like drove up there by myself. (laughs) Yeah to see them and I like briefly did like a meet and greet with him but yeah I kind of forgot how much I love Little Shop of Horrors I the movie was good like we, I think we had a good time watching it mm-hmm. um it feels I feel secure and its placement is number three
0: yeah so my number two and this is something that I, I upon going through the list I put it on this as just like an unranked option and I had a really hard time placing it. And I was like, I don't know if this is, I, I, I'm still insecure about it a little bit, but I can't shake it. Sing it in the rain.
1: Shut up, that's my number two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
0: <so> good. <laughs> I feel the same way. And just something about it. Like, I can't like, it's kind of gloomy today. And I was like, we should, I was looking at it I was like, we should watch that today. That would be so fun. I remember when we watched it, because I think we had both
1: never seen it. And we <laughs> met up and we were like, that was such a delight.
0: <laughs> it's so good. And just looking, just the first like three opening dance numbers are enough to get it in my top five. Yeah. Honestly, they're yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So number two, Sing in the Rain. Yeah. I I feel like there I know you're I have two guesses of what your number one is. Okay, what do you think my number one is? It's either Fiddler on the Roof or In the Heights. My number one is Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> <laughs> 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 yeah! <laughs> um. Yeah. Upon like again putting all of the things that I love in the list and then just going one by one and seeing where they ranked I was like I fucking love this I don't know necessarily if it's something that I'll like put on all the time for a good time but like unbelievably good oh my god I love (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) what was your number one
1: so very very close race um Mm -hmm. but I think at this moment in time based on the ones that we have seen I do think it's in the heights okay I know I was not present for that episode, but when I did watch it on my own so I could like keep up when I listened to it, mm-hmm. it's a fucking good movie. <laughs> it's,
0: it's really good. It's in my honorable mentions. So two of my honorable mentions, you've already said that are in your top five list and it's In the Heights and Passing Strange. I felt really bad for not giving Lynn manuel Miranda his due, especially because I know coming into this that you were so excited for me to do that. You were so excited for me to like jump on the bandwagon with him. Honestly, I think your reaction to him is exactly what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> it's on brand, and I'm fine with that. Well, and the thing is, is like he is good. And in the heights, as I said, I think we had Jamal on for that episode. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. you and Jamal. Yeah. Um, as I said, I think it's of the two works that I've seen, my favorite. Um, yeah. it's so good. Musically, it's so beautiful. The way that it was directed and filmed, it was gorgeous. For some reason it didn't bring me to like the happy place that my other top 5 seem to like set me down in. That's fair.
1: Um mo- a lot of my top 5 I'm noticing are like um even though we've seen a lot of pro shot stage versions, mm-hmm. a lot of my top 5s are like just straight up movie musicals yeah. that are both that are good in both mediums. I think that is what's resonating with me.
0: Yeah, I in the The similar thread for me, um, I have a a lot of similar, and I think part of it too is when I do see something that is like a a stage musical that's shot, um, the quality can be poor enough that it can diminish my enjoyment of it. However, for me, the thread is all of these things actually leave me in a place of joy. I feel higher, like my my spirit has ascended (laughs) essentially at the end of watching them. Yeah. Yeah, top 5 baby. Yeah. Any think, more honorable mentions you want to read out? Oh yeah, I want to go I want to run through all of my honor, honorable mentions. So this is no specific order, but one that I have a crossover with another section and like my of the four sections, I have two that like only have a couple names in them, but like it needed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> but my honorable mentions are Funny Girl. I loved Funny Girl. I thought it was so good. I was not ready for it. Cinderella with Brandy. Shrek the Musical passing strange and in the heights
1: i have some of
0: yours yeah i have seven in this category i struggled (laughs) with this category a lot (laughs) i feel like um into the woods is going to be absolutely one of those for you that is correct um oh i have to think about cats is also going to be an honorable mention cats is not in that category really is it in your i i hate that i love this yes it's number
1: one for that Good for so the thing with cats. I know we're jumping uh, here. Um, for I, I struggled with cats for a lot um, because I very nearly wanted to just commit to my genuine, non-ironic love of cats and put it in my top five. And I at the last <laughs> minute I chose not to, <laughs> but I
0: almost, I almost did. <laughs> I was so unsure of where you were going to put it, especially because when I texted you this morning, I was like, "These are the categories that I've made." feel free to do with this what you will and i was i know that i have crossover between a few yeah so but to be specific it is the cats the 1998 stage pro
1: shot that is in that category (laughs) what are your honorable mentions my honorable mentions are into the woods west side story Mm -hmm. funny girl legally blonde the producers come from away and hamilton
0: okay um, almost all of those I thought about putting in the honorable mentions, but they didn't quite make it for me. Yeah, these are all like they, like
1: Into the Woods, West Side Story, like shows that I loved prior to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, that feels like for the sake of this list, like of the ones I've watched and like a lot of my top ever ones that I like had never seen before that I've come to love. I'm like, I'm trying to have that be the priority because like I'm always going to love Into the Woods. I'm always going to love West Side Story. Um, But like Funny Girl was a nice surprise. I Mm almost put Fiddler on this list too. Because while I don't know how much I really love Fiddler,
0: I love how we, the two of us specifically, react to Fiddler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not surprised at all by your list. I think it's a really good list. And I think between the two of us, I agree with most of the rankings that we have. I like that we have crossover. I thought about Shrek too.
1: Shrek is not on any list um, for me. Yeah. But I, I thought about that.
0: Yeah, it was, it was an honorable mention because it was truly like, that's the other thing is it does hold a special place in my heart as one of the first musicals that we watched, like, yeah. and it, like upsettingly good for how trash garbage I thought it was going to be. Like you introduced me to Sutton Foster. We had so many big names. The dancing was good. The costuming was good. The music was fun. Everything about it was really good. And I cannot get over that. It's Shrek, you know? Yeah. So... I think let's leave musicals I hate to the last. So because I think that you and I are gonna fight um, I don't even know if we are. <laughs> specifically, um, I have some um, honorable mentions that you're gonna fucking kill me over. I believe um, that. <laughs> so uh, just going with easy bait here, musicals that should be stripped of their titles and prosecuted for crimes against humanity. Um, obviously cat's the movie. Yeah, obviously. and <laughs> um, Oklahoma. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Horrible. And I don't want to talk about them ever again. And I didn't think that they deserved to be on the musicals I hate list because they're just so far outside the realm that I don't even consider them like productions. I support that. Those are two that I just, I put in my
1: ones that I hate. Um, Yeah. But I support, I support this.
0: Yeah. I wanted to like, actually like put musicals in ones that I hate that like, and I thought really strongly about like SpongeBob musical, but I was like, it doesn't deserve to be on the same list as Oklahoma and Cats the movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What, did you have a similar category? Uh, not really. Okay.
1: I just have the ones that I hate my honorable mentions that I hate.
0: <laughs> um, so then musicals that I want to rank high, but I know that it's only nostalgia talking. So I didn't rank these but I will go down my list. It's an unranked list, but I want to say you have a similar, you have a similar one, right?
1: Yes. It's not very long. And mine's kind of a wild card list.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mine is too. And I think for me, what I, I think that these are still objectively good musicals. Most of my, all of mine are movies, but some of them, like, I'm like, okay, is this really musical, but I am so attached to it. Mm -hmm. Some of them I'm like, if this was a Broadway production, would I like it better or worse? And some of them, I, I really can't tell. Like, I can't in good conscious, unbiasedly put it in musicals that I love, knowing that I have such nostalgic attachment to it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not it's not objective. So um, I'm going to start with just the bottom of my list, but this is in no specific order. I'll give you when you give me one. I have Fiddler on the Roof. I get that.
1: I understand yeah. the thought process there. Yeah. I did put the music man on this list, but my list is not like, I think it's only good because of the nostalgia. It's like, I think it's like a lot, but I, I did put, th- I ended up putting Music man on this list. Yeah.
0: It's, I, I can see a lot of how this would be like, I don't know. I, I again, the, I like, can't look way. at it
1: objectively, yeah. you know?
0: Um, I'm just going to give you all of them then, because I, yeah. you said you have like a ton. I only I have a couple, but go oh, ahead. Okay. Um, So Cinderella with Brandy is also on here, even though it was in my honorable mentions for ones that I love. I support that. Um, And the reason that I put it on both is because I'm not, I know that it's good. I know objectively that we had a good time. The music was fun and the choreography was great. Um, But I can't be entirely objective with it because I love it so much. Um, The Greatest Showman is on here for me. Is it on there for you? It should be. I ended up putting it on my list of musicals that
1: I hate that I love, but I kind of want to move it formally now, now that I know can have it on both.
0: You can have it both. You can have them on both. Um, Just and cause like, I, no, we'll talk
1: about it when we get there, but yeah, we'll talk
0: about it. Cause you have a whole thing. Yeah. And then I have sister act. Uh, another one where it's like, I don't think that it actually deserves to be called a musical, uh, but I love it. And I loved watching it with you.
1: So it is a Broadway musical. Like, it does have that. That is why we watch it. Um, yeah. It is a stage show that Raven Simone has been in. So,
0: um, and then the, this is the one where I'm like, of all of these, it's my number one. I know it's good. I know it's musical. I but like I can't. I love it so much that I can't be objective. Is Mary Poppins?
1: Yeah, I support that for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. What are yours?
1: Um, so I just moved The Greatest Showman onto mm-hmm. there. Um, I do have The Music Man, as uh, previously stated. I do have a very Potter musical just because it was my personality from 2012 <laughs> to 2014. Um, it does not hold up now as we have learned. And it was a bunch of college kids just fucking doing it. But it was mm-hmm. extremely, it just, it was my personality. It was my mm-hmm. Tumblr. It, yeah, it was me. It was all I had for a second. Um, yeah. And I can't shake that. Um, and I do have fandom of the opera on this list. Just because I think that the movie is a pretty good movie. It's a wild show that has its flaws, but because I have heard it since I was a youngin, it's just always going to be one that I kind of like because of that.
0: Okay. Give me your other categories. Hate that I love. Uh
1: Only three on this list. Um, (laughs) The Greatest Showman cats 1998 the stage show <laughs> and joseph for <laughs> the amazing technicolor out. i don't know why it just <laughs> for some reason <laughs> it's it's not good it's not good and yet and yet i cut i keep
0: coming back to it <laughs> i bury my all of these are <laughs> So wait, it was cats, Joseph the Amazing dream Dreamcoat, and what else? The Greatest Showman. The Greatest um, Showman. Joseph is the only one I feel a real true shame about. The other-, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other two, I'm like, I feel like I have a case. You don't have to agree with the case, but I have one. Joseph, I don't. I don't. I just, I don't know why it makes me smile. It does something to my heart, even though I know
0: it's garbage. I understand. I understand. Okay. Did you have an additional, or are we just going straight to musicals that I ha- that I hate? Do you want to do honorable mentions of shows that we hate before we get
1: to the big five? I
0: yeah, I you are gonna kill me though because all of them are like, I'm like I am ready. I I am I am calm. I am cool. I am collected. So I only have three honorable mentions, and you are gonna you are gonna lose your mind. Is it Into the Woods? No, West Side Story, Lady in and Phantom of the Opera. So. three of like the biggest names in musical history (laughs) so and I think a reason why I thought I hated musicals is because I do not like these ones um West Side Story I'm willing to say it's because the specific production that we watched
1: okay because West Side Story was really the only one that I felt a bolt of red hot anger about I will tell you that (laughs) I (laughs) knew
0: you were going, that's why I think I, I, that's why I did it fast. (laughs) The other two I get because
1: um, Les Mis is present on one of my lists, um, specifically for the version that we watched. Uh, Spoiler alert. um, (laughs) But, um, and Phantom of the Opera, I get, is not for everybody. I I will allow, I'll allow, I'll allow (laughs) the fact that you did not like the movie knowing that in about a month, a theoretically better movie is coming out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Specific. Yeah. I, I think that that was my thing was this specific movie, this specific retelling. I didn't like the way it was shot. I didn't like the costuming. I didn't, the singing was fine. The dancing was fine, but like nothing about it really hits home. I already know I'm not a Romeo and Juliet. fan. I know this holds a special place in your heart. I thought you were going to come after me about Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera because They hold special places in your heart.
1: Phantom, I do understand. Um, I do get it. Lame is, I also get. I get it. I do. Um, Especially because we watched such a trash movie.
0: (laughs) I think just also the the, all of these are sad endings. None of these are like happy endings.
1: None of these are like the sweeping epic.
0: the lengthy
1: operatic epic is not for you and that is understandable yeah um what are your honorable mentions my honorable mentions um so i have the prom (laughs) that's fair (laughs) i have the prom all three of these are shows that i did despite everything in me i had an aspect that i did enjoy <laughs> is why they didn't is why they've landed here the prom is one um pokemon live is one <laughs> because i can't lie like we watched i remember that episode we did with courtney and Even though the subject matter was absurd, I do remember being like, I did have fun. (laughs) And I can't, I can't discount that. I don't think Um, it's got Andrew Rannells. Weirdly, we have our two Andrew Rannells productions that I've put here. (laughs) Um, And I also have SpongeBob. I put SpongeBob here. Okay. Because as garbage as it is, there were parts that I liked
0: and I can't discount that. (laughs) I think this segues actually really nicely into the ranked five to one, one being the worst, five being the least worst um, of my musicals that I hate. So we'll do it again where I give you my five, you give me your five. I'm ready. Okay. My number five, officially ranked musicals I hate, Joseph and the Maze and Technicolor Dreamcoat. (laughs) I get it. I really do. (laughs) Oh my God. I hate it so much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) oh that was a fun episode though
0: (laughs) it was it's it's such it's such good eye candy and bad everything else
1: I still think about that screenshot that we have with like the ballet dancers dressed as
0: the (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) corn. it's a fucking wild show I just hate it I hate it with everything yeah I, I I really do I get it yeah, um, I didn't think I hated it more than anything else because uh, obviously there's four more that I hate more. <laughs> uh, but I think the thing that redeems it is that the costuming, even though it's insane, is also like incredibly high quality. <laughs> um,
1: so the thing with my list is like <laughs> there are some that you would think I would have raked higher in my level of hate. Uh-huh. Um, but if there was any level of like sort of meme to it I ranked it a little lower <laughs> I appreciate comedy <laughs> that's fair that's fair so my number five is lame is Mis, the film <laughs> I think that it takes a musical that I love and it is a classic and turns it to absolute dog <laughs> shit
0: that's fair that's fair I'm glad that it was I, I'm glad that I get to be m- mean about it in my honorable mentions. And then it was in your list because yeah. I thought you were going to destroy me. over it. No, it's again, like, I love it. I think
1: the musical is beautiful and it's a classic, but I also understand why people don't like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's your number four? My number four, strangely, that this is low on this list, Oklahoma.
0: That's insane to me. Yeah. I thought that there were things that we watched that were worse than Oklahoma. <laughs> Um, Again, that didn't even rank for me. That's just like an entirely different beast. For me, my number four is Pokemon Live. Yeah, that's that's fair. (laughs) I I have no nostalgia aspect to it. And like, even though I can appreciate the comedy, I had such a hard time paying attention to this musical. That's fine. I get that. (laughs) It was also bad. It's also not even really a musical, you know, it's just a, it's just like they're speaking and there's the, you know what? You heard the episode. Go fucking listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your three? La La Land. My three is also La La Land. Tragedy.
1: <laughs> Why is it so bad? So bad. And it got
0: such good reviews, <laughs> even though it's the worst movie. Uh, here's the thing. I can't believe that Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat ranked higher for me than La La Land. Like, yeah, right? It's it better for me than La La Land. And it, it's also a very visually beautiful show, but it's a nothing show. And I cannot believe that we spent millions of dollars producing that like, garbage. I know it's such a colossal, colossally expensive waste of time. Yeah. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, number two for me, Cats the Musical.
1: It's funny that you say that because number two for me is Cats the movie.
0: <laughs> I respect that choice. I respect that. I theme. also
1: respect your choice. Um,
0: <laughs> I know
1: that not everyone can be as brave as me and admit their love <laughs> for cats. Not everyone's <laughs> level of taste is as sophisticated <laughs> as mine.
0: And I'm willing
1: <laughs> to say <accept> that. <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you were going to, like, eviscerate me. I thought you were going to tear me apart. No,
1: I would be a fool to live my life shaming people for not liking cats, <laughs> you know? I just, like, I have to, as, as funny as I think that is, I do have some self-awareness. <laughs> um, I will always, I will always fight for Cats, the musical.
0: <laughs> cats, the musical cats the movie is an abomination and should be put the down. only reason why it's not number one is because it had
1: such cultural significance for a while it was just like so
0: important socially i understand why it's not number one for you for like many reasons again another hollywood colossal waste of time but at least it was funny i think that's one of our best episodes we reviewed that with um james nichols right? yeah, yeah. And oh my God, if you haven't listened to that episode, go comedic gold. I think I listened to it back and like laugh cried at something that (laughs) said, God, it's so bad. Number one, it's so bad. Number one, ready? Yep. SpongeBob the musical for me. I get that. I really do. What's yours?
1: Cinderella with Camila Cabello.
0: (laughs) I didn't put it on any list. I wasn't, I didn't realize you hated it that much. I really hated it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: it was a travesty. It's not even you can't even meme it, you know? At least you can meme
0: cats. I didn't think it would be on your I hate this list at all because like the Adina Menzel parts were so good. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny to me. That doesn't even like that does not even (laughs) it doesn't even register for you. (laughs) No. I just was like, it's fine. Fu- it's whatever. But SpongeBob is truly, I, th- I consider putting it on like Crimes Against Humanity. Like I get why you would.
1: I just, I can't ignore the fact that there were parts of SpongeBob that I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I, I understand. It also like does harken back to like a slightly nostalgic time for you. So. Sort of. It will in 20 years when you'll be like, yeah, my college days. That's true. Okay. That's our list. Anything, anything that you want to fight me about?
1: <laughs> Nothing that I want to fight you about. I don't know why I feel the need to just mention when we did a with John Newman. I wanted
0: to put that somewhere. I didn't know where it went though. <laughs> I, it just isn't a musical. I think, I think it's just not really anything. Um,
1: but I, I want to acknowledge that it was a good episode we had with a good guest, I guess. Yeah. Um, since we've mentioned, I don't think we mentioned Joe Strix. Uh, we did talk about Fiddler, but I don't think we mentioned his involvement in it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that was a long episode specifically because we just stopped talking about Fiddler on the Roof and just started like riffing for like We started hour. talking about Hitler. That was like a big Hitler episode for us. <laughs> um, off the top of your head, any episodes that you're like, oh, this was either really fun to record or really fun to watch, like outside of whether or not you thought the musical was good? Any top- I think
1: our strongest one was the joseph episode i think that was the most fun to do because of
0: our just white hot reactions to it you know? <laughs> that's fair that's fair similarly i think cats the, the movie was really good uh Ratatouza was also really good those were two really good episodes yeah
1: yeah just you know shout out to the guests we've had it hasn't been many but shout out to Jamal Howard. Uh, shout out to Isabel Lane, who was on our Music Man episode. <laughs> shout out to Courtney Sile, who was on our Pokemon Live episode. Shout out to Joe Strix of Gabbing with Babish for being on Fiddler on the Roof. Shout out to uh, John Newman of Gabbing with Babish for being on Ratatouzical. And James Nichols of Gabbing with Babish for uh, Cats the Movie. We said but- Jamal Howard as well.
0: Yes, we did. Okay,
1: We had Jamal for uh, a few, uh, Passing
0: Strange, The Prom, and In the Heights. Yeah, he'll also be on later because he asked us specifically for one that's coming up that you're excited for.
1: I am excited.
0: This is kind of a shorter episode. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Anything? I don't
1: think so. Other than I think this is a logical place to wrap up season three and move on to season four.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, let us know guys if there's anything specific you want us to do anything you want to hear Uh, let us know what you think about our merch ideas that we've presented throughout the past 50 episodes (laughs) they're
1: bonkers we've got lots of bonkers ideas that came through
0: (laughs) we have to rethink though now that over the course of this we have a new patron saint we do have a new patron saint uh and actually matt was telling me he's like did you know Dolly Parton's going to be on Grace and Frankie for like, she's coming on for one of the later episodes. And it's, some, that's a show that I've been trying to get Matt to watch. Cause it's just like kind of up the wheelhouse for like, it's a fine, fun show. It's lighthearted. Nothing about it is super consequential, but he just doesn't want to watch two old ladies yet. And as soon as he heard it was Dolly Parton, he was like, we're going to have to watch it so that I can keep up. And I was like, really? Yeah." <laughs> now that <laughs> I mean, it's his more. idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so Yeah. I loved this. This was really fun for me. This was really fun. Uh, Thank you for letting
1: me talk about Bradway for the beginning. Uh, thanks for doing this. Po- thanks for doing this podcast with me, friends.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I never wanted to end. Let's do it forever. Let's do
1: it forever. This podcast has been extremely good for our friendship.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I see like people that technically you and I both know. And I just want to be like, we're good friends. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Even though you don't see her, we stay in touch. <laughs> okay.
1: Goodbye for now, friend. Goodbye for now, friends. Uh, We'll see you next season in a week.
0: You're welcome for listening to It's Broadway Bitch. If you like what we had to say, then please like, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you had thoughts, feelings, opinions, or stories about theater or what we talked about, you can email us at it's broadway bitch at gmail.com. That It's Broadway Bitch with no I in bitch at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Broadway Bitch no I in bitch, and you can follow me, Christina, at Chit and Chat for pictures of my cats on Instagram.
1: And you can follow me, Alana, on Instagram and Twitter at AlanaFineWoman, like Feynman, but I'm a lady.
0: Special thanks to Katie Braverman for designing our cover art and Jack Larkin for making our theme music. You can follow them at katie.braverman and at jacksterlark on Instagram and check out the episode description for links. I'm Alana. I'm the Broadway. I'm Christina. I'm the bitch. And we'll see you next time. It's